Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Real gold recognize. 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 Still. Still. I reckon I will. We always do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands up in the sky. I'm sitting on the TV, mama. Mama, mama, put this down. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KRP Radio Show, baby. I'm your host, Pudgy, and it's showtime once again, and we are live on the house, man. Shout out to the family of WMMG, and we are definitely live in the building on this Sunday night. Glad to have everybody here, and uh, 
you know, today's just a beautiful day, man. I thank God for being here, and I hope you all do too. Shout out to all the listeners out there, and I appreciate you guys rocking with us another Sunday and continuing to make us the number one black conservative radio show in the land in the Southeast, baby. And this is what we do. This is definitely how we do it. And we don't, you know, no shortcuts around here, man. We give it to you raw. I remember that old dirty song, um, Ooh, baby, I like it raw. I'm sorry. I had to, I had to drop that. Um, my voice is still gone, but I'm still rocking with you guys. You know, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, the show must go on. So, Definitely got to give a B.I.G. shout out to all the listeners out there in Cincinnati, Ohio. They gave us a lot of love, man. Ohio State, a lot of Hawkeyes out there. Shout out to you Hawkeyes and showing us a lot of love that you guys do in your assembly that you just had. I appreciate all the support and all the emails and all the the voice messages and everything, man. B.I.G., shout out to you guys. And uh, shout out to my man Joe, who's the biggest Run DMC fan who helps me from time to time on the show. And he runs the uh, the online Facebook site at times when I'm not doing it. And all the other helpers, Nikki and everybody else, shout out to you guys. And I really appreciate you guys. Um, last week was, uh, got a lot, of feed- a lot of feedback from the show last week. And I'm laughing because, you know, we had some very strong opinions about last week. Some very, 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 Strong opinions about last week's show. And uh I just I don't know what to say. You know, I we don't we don't set out to offend anybody. You know what I mean? Like I said once before, what comes up pretty much comes out. And I don't sugarcoat anything because, you know, that's just life. I mean it is it is what it is. And a lot of people felt, you know, a certain way about some of the topics that we were talking about and um this is only an hour and a half show. I don't, I don't, I, an hour show. Um, we got 30 minutes of bonus coverage because we are broadcasting live. Shout out to all the folks out there at WMMG in uh, Los Angeles uh, who will be hearing this in just a second. But like I said before, this is only an hour and a half, hour and a half show. And uh, we got some current events that we got to cover. There are a lot of people that sent me a lot of mail that I really don't have time to read off. And uh, there was some strong opinions. Sonny Johnson called called in, and you guys know who Sonny is by now. Sonny called in, and communities and everything else so you know we don't sit out to offend anybody you know rightfully so everybody has their own point of view
been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time. Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. 
Falcons Antiques. They specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Falcons Antiques, 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Falcons Antiques, 336 336- And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. on the air and uh i hope that all the the sound issues were fixed we always have this problem when we broadcast live and uh well when we broadcast live on the west coast on the radio station so you know just bear with us and if you go back and listen to the replay you probably won't hear any of that they'll uh engineer it out and uh it'll just be beautiful we're going to go right to charlotte from stretchingyourbudget.com and let her give you her uh her budget report on how to help you live frugal charlotte how are you Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I lost my voice again, you know, watching the Panthers game today. Uh-oh, I missed it, so. <laughs> you ain't missed nothing, man. We lost again. <laughs> Uh-oh, again? Yeah, yeah, again, again. Putting us to shame. I'm tired of losing. I think I'm going to go try out something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you probably do better than they are. Better than a few, man. What you got for us this week? Well, I thought about... um. You know, a lot of people come to me and ask me, you know, if I have some challenges when I'm couponing, and, you know, how do I overcome these things that I'm struggling with? So I thought I'd just kind of share that with you guys tonight. Sounds good. You got the floor. Okay. Well, thank you guys again for having me back. Um, I just wanted to, you know, with the holidays coming up and things are already stressful with, you know, spending and shopping and family and all kinds of stuff, um, you know, couponing is probably the last thing on your mind, but I really want you to, um, you know, kind of keep it up front and, and realize that saving money is going to allow you to do more in the long run. So if you can save on your grocery bill and, you know, roll some of these frugal, you know, things that we're teaching every week into your everyday life, 
then that frugal lifestyle will allow you to do things that you want to do later, such as buying Christmas gifts or you know, paying off bills, whatever it might be. So don't lose sight, even though you're busy or you're getting a little frustrated with it. Um, just just keep it up front and, and try not to get, you know, overwhelmed and forget about it. Because, you know, I've talked before about, you know, organizing your coupons and that kind of thing. And if you let them go, it really is so time-consuming to try to get caught up. I just did that myself, so I can really speak to this right now. <laughs> So we um, have been pretty busy, you know, with our schedules lately, and I had let two weeks go by where I didn't clip my coupons and they were stacking up. And, you know, we're doing this big um, collection of expired coupons for our troops, so I've been consumed with that as well. I have coupons, like, coming out of my ears right now. But um, so, you know, we just – my husband and I had to take, like, several nights and just buckle down and get it all clipped and filed, and that's so time-consuming. So if you can really just keep on top of it week season, your life will be so much easier. But um, So that is one of the things that, you know, I have readers that, you know, contact me or people that I teach a class for, and they're like, um, you know, my coupons are, are out of control. I've, I've let them go for a few weeks. I just got tired or my schedule. Um, so if you can, you know, at all possible not let that happen, that would be your number one plan. But if you do, then try not to, um, you know, spread it out over time. If you can find, you know, uh, some time that you can sit down and just buckle down and get it done and be done with it and get them filed or organized, however you do that, then that would make it a lot easier. Sometimes it's more daunting to spread out things over time and you keep on trying to accomplish a goal. And it's kind of frustrating. So if you can just knock it out, I love to just, get a task and be done. I don't like to linger on, so if you're like that, that might work better for you. Um, But with that, you want to make sure, um, and I talk about this on my website, I just wrote a really good article about organizing your coupons, so if you're not sure how or you're you're just getting started or you're not not liking your method, then you can check that out. But, um, you know, straighttoyourbudget.com. We, you know, it's important to find a way to organize your coupons that works for your lifestyle, and I've talked about this, you know, a little bit in the past, Um, but really make sure that you have a method that works for you. If you find that clipping your coupons all the time is not conducive to your schedule and your lifestyle, then you might want to try, you know, filing your insert poll, Um, and that's all in that article, and, you know, I'm not going to get into that now, but... um, you know, just make sure that you're you're finding something that works for you because if you're not, you'll get unhappy and you'll you'll quit, and that's not what I want for you. So, um, just getting your coupons under control and organized through the holiday season will really make your um, life so much easier. Another thing that I have questions about is, um, you know, I go shopping and it's usually at the end of the sale because that's when I'm able to get there. My schedule is very busy, so. I'll get to the store, and then everything is gone. The shelves are empty. They don't have stock, and that is so frustrating, and I hear you. Trust me. Um, So if there's any way that you can find out when your store stocks their shelves, that's the best time to go in the next morning. So usually your store will stock at night. And so the best thing for you to do is just ask your store manager or even the person that you see in the aisle and find out when they stock. So 
you can go that next morning and, and nine times out of ten get everything that's on your list without having to worry. Um, so if you can find that out, that's key. Our store stops, you know, three times a week. So I know when they stop and if I can get there the next morning or even that night when they're stopping, I usually can get everything I need. So that's another good thing to do. Um, or just try to go the first couple days of the sale week. Most grocery store sales start on Wednesdays. So you know that you, if you go Wednesday or Thursday, you should be able to get everything that you need without them running out. So um, just asking questions is simple, and um, you can hopefully solve that problem. Um, another thing that, you know, we have a lot of questions about is, you know, issues checking out. Um, it's really can be frustrating when you are using coupons and you get attitude from the cashier or, you know, you're te they're telling you what you're doing is wrong or you can't get that for free. That can't be possible. Um, but you can, and all these things are possible. But some of the tips that I like to give is to choose your cashier wisely. Um, and that probably sounds kind of silly, but you just want to um, – Maybe not pick the oldest cashier that might be a little bit slower and not be up to date on, on a policy. And you don't want to pick the person that just doesn't care. So it sounds really crazy, but it's so true. And it, once you try it, you'll never go back. <laughs> so, you know, I, I try to pick a, a younger cashier that's just, like, quick and easy. I don't need to be there for two hours letting them inspect every coupon I have. So, um, you know, that's one, one good tip. Just choose your cashier wisely. All I'm going to say about that. And, um, you know, take your coupon policy for that store with you. Um, so many times policies change very frequently, and the managers don't even have time to update their cashiers. So, you know, it could have changed, and you're there with a the new policy because, you know, you're good like that. And, you know, they're trying to tell you that it's not current, you can't do such and such. But by having a current copy with you, you can show them and therefore eliminate any confusion. And it's so much easier if you just have it right there than having to wait for them to look it up. So that's another easy mm -hmm. thing you can do to put it off before you go. We have all the store policies that are local on our website. If you can't find one um, on a store's website, you can email me and I'll try to get that information out to you. Um, and then the last little thing is just go to the store with a plan. You, if you go, you know, I've talked before, don't go hungry, don't go tired, don't go if you can with your kids. But, you know, make sure you have a list, you're, you're clear thinking, because you will do better that way. There's so many times that I go after work and I'm tired and I'm hungry, and I end up spending so much more because I don't think it through. If you just take just the extra time um, just to think about it, is this really a good deal? Do I need this right now? It's going to make your out-of-pocket and your budget so much better, and you feel so much, you know, I feel more excited when my budget, my total is lower. So it makes you feel better. So by just doing that simple little thing will make your trip so much easier. I don't want you to be unhappy with couponing and so many people get burned out. If you do, just take a little step back and then come back. But try not to give up forever. <laughs> but... There's no little tips on how to hopefully have a stress-free coupon shopping trip. I, I think that works, especially the old lady at the counter. <laughs> no disrespect I, I really to the old don't folks. Want to anybody. Shout out to all my old folks. 
<laughs> I'm not trying to offend anyone. It's the truth, though. I I, I can see that I mean, because you know people can get frustrated. Well, I've been in line before, literally, and I have had someone get out their magnifying glass and look at my coupon. You know, that's frustrating for one, and for two, I'm not going to be made to seem like I'm doing something wrong because I'm not. <laughs> so you just don't want to go through that. Simpler that way. Yes. Well, I, for one, know that Thanksgiving is coming up, and, I, and I'm sure you got Thanksgiving tips ahead for us, and I don't want to jump the gun too far. But um, should you – are there any any better deals that's going to come out? You know what I mean? There, there's a lot of coupons that's out right now, and, you know, you can buy up your supplies, but are, are, there, are there more – do you get better coupons towards the holiday? Or do you get better coupons now and just use them and save these supplies towards the holiday? I mean, how does that really work? That's Normally, a good question. Anyway. Um, now you're good. We, you will start to see coupons um, in the next, well, starting in November that are more relevant to the holidays. You'll start to see stuffing coupons. You'll start to see. We've already started to see like chicken broth coupons. Um, you know, you'll start to see canned goods. Things that you're going to be using to, you know, cook around the holidays, you will start to see an influx in those types of coupons. Um, I would say, you know, if there is a really good deal, um, I've gotten a few good things for um, chicken broth for cooking, and those actually last sometimes up to two years. So if you find a really good deal, go ahead and get it now. But you will start to see that the sales are going to start to move more towards those items, so you're probably going to get a better deal in the coming months. Um, one of the things, like, the best deal you're probably going to get is 49 to $0.59 cents a pound for turkey. So oh. right now I've seen it for $0.89, cents, but just wet hold off, and you should be able to get it 49 to $0.59 cents a pound. So that's really probably the best price you're going to get, and I will just hold off until you see that rock-bottom price. But, yeah, you will start to get more coupons, and the sales will start to get better as they'll be geared towards doing you know, your holiday cooking. Hmm. That's going to help me save a couple of dollars this year. That's right. <laughs> That's what you do. How was your weekend, Charlotte? Tell us, tell us about that. My weekend was good. It's always rushed. I, you know, two days is never long enough. I wish I had like a four day weekend always. But um, actually, tonight got to go hang out with um, eleven of my girlfriends. We just went out to dinner and hung out. So that was kind of nice. Had a little girl Whoa. night out. I'm sitting in the Hardy's parking lot talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's dedication right there, folks. If you've never heard of it, there it is right there in the Hardy's parking lot. Just left 11 of her girlfriends. Hi to all your girlfriends yep. out there. Shout out to all of them out there for letting you go. Wow. That's right. That's Getting crazy. A night away from the kids and stuff, so that was nice. No doubt. That's always a good thing for us parents out there. Charlotte, do me a B.I.G. favor. Yes, sir. And I, and I know we're on a bit of a delay because we, we're live on the West Coast. Say hello to all the folks on the West Coast. But I want you to shout out all your girlfriends before you go. Every single one of them by name? Every single one, because I don't think you remember all of them right now. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I got nothing to think about it. <laughs> okay. There's Lauren, Charity, Michelle, Meredith, um, Amy. You're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see, Lisa, <laughs> Maria. Um, how many am I? <laughs> I think that's seven or eight. Uh, let's see. 
Amanda. They're going to kill you. I'm trying to think of them around the table. (laughs) Sarah. Um, You got got two more to go. Two more? (laughs) Two more. Oh, gosh, did I forget? (laughs) They're going to kill you, too. You know that, right? They are. Somebody is going to be like, "Um, excuse me, you did not mention my name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shout out to the lost two, then. How about that? The lost two. I'm sorry. Since you don't remember the lost two. Shout out to the lost two. <laughs> and shout out for you and your dedication for always coming through and dropping the jewel on us. We we definitely appreciate well, it. And uh, I know the listeners I appreciate it. Well, we can tell that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlotte. Um, yep. anything, anything else you forgot that you need to mention before we let you go? Just, um, again, with the expired coupons, if you guys are couponing, um, you can send those to me. We um, will have another shipment going out um, in two weeks. So if you have any um, expired coupons, my address is on our website under the Military Coupon Project, and it's also on Fudgy's website as well. So just, you know, mail those to me, and we will cover the shipping overseas. So. No doubt, B.I.G., shout out to Charlotte, and shout out to all the listeners out there on the West Coast who are rocking with us live right now. We definitely appreciate you guys. Definitely appreciate Charlotte for always coming through, folks. Um, It's a beautiful thing when you can save a couple of dollars. I know everybody's got to agree with that. When you can put aside a couple of dollars for a rainy day or you can, you know, you ladies out there can buy those shoes that you like to wear, you know what I mean, those heels you like to shop for. And um, it's beautiful when you can save a couple of dollars and actually do that. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there who's listening. And I hope you guys can save a couple of dollars. And I hope you learned something from Charlotte's broadcast. Um, We're going to go to a commercial, and we'll be right back in just a second. We got a whole lot of topics to cover. I mean, we got Nancy Pelosi going crazy here. We got a few more things going on here with the government. There's some things going on in Cali. And I know all you California people out there who are on the air with us right now want to know about us. So, We'll be right back in just a second with all the info. And we're going to take a couple of callers along the way, man. It's open mic. You can do what you say. You can do what you like. You're rocking with Pudgy and the KRP Radio Show. If you're listening live, you can also log on to the site, www.krpradioshow.com. Again, that's krpradioshow.com. One word. Also hit us up on Twitter, at symbol NC Pudgy. It's me, at symbol KRP Radio Show. It's the show, you know, it is what it is, man. Check it out. You rock your puppy. We'll be right back. is the 21st century version of slavery. The IRS has become the overseer of the American people. In a Herman Cain administration, April 15th will no longer be a day to be dreaded. My 999 Economic Growth and Jobs Plan is a major step towards tearing the chains off the backs of the American people. We have got to supercharge the growth of this economy. Urban Gates says it's really time for massive tax cuts. Take the current tax code and replace it with a 9% tax on corporate profits, a personal flat tax of 9%, 
the tax code goes away. They don't have to fill out all those crazy forms. And a 9% national sales tax. We'll all be able to say, free at last, free at last. We will replace oppression with prosperity. The number one online music tournament encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Do you have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. Again, that's Wayne Prophet. That's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques. 336-214-6427. And if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what? He'll come to you free of charge. And if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number. 336-675-4897. And don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Rocking with your boy Pudgy on the KRP Radio Show. Another Sunday, folks. You know how we get it in, man. Y'all know how we do it. 619-638-8559 is the number if you want to dial it in. You can dial in just to listen. If you got something to say, make sure you hit that number one. And we'll get right, we'll get you off the switchboard and get right at you. Remember, you can also find us on Twitter 
at symbol NC Pudgy. It's me, at symbol KRP Radio Show, and YouTube. You know the tag, KRP Radio Show. And if you get real freaky and, you know, you, you just want to do something special, log on to the web. Yeah, I know. Log on to the website, krpradioshow.com, and also look for us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. And uh, we got we always got something going on on there. So, you know, you can comment on some of my posts or comment on some of the news stories that are going on, or you can just tell me how bad of a job I do with this. At the end of the day, you don't pay for it, but I, I value your opinion. Anyway, um, going to a call out of the 405 before we get into this thing. Call you on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hello, caller. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have my mute button because I didn't want to call it. What's up? What's up? How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm great today, but I got a couple things I want to talk about tonight. Like, I just got on the show about, about 10 minutes ago. Well, they use this whole Qaddafi thing, man. You know how the, the, our media right now is training this, this cat to be, you know, a tyrant or whatever. <laughs> One thing I wanted to point out to your to your listeners is, is there has never been a ruler of any country that is 100% liked by all of his people. The quality of life over in Libya, if you do your do your homework and investigate, was on a very very high level, you know, comparative to what we've been dealing with here in the United States. It's very favorable. And the reason, in my opinion, that they had to kill Gaddafi, and, and when I say them, it was NATO forces. And of course, if you know who NATO is, mm-hmm. doing your homework is basically just primarily three countries, well, including America, and everybody else just sits seat. But they had to take him out, man, because the dude was worth $200 billion. Woo! Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the richest man. Forbes already had split it out last week. So he was the richest man in the world, primarily, you know. Check this out. Billion dollars? Two hundred, two no, two hundred. Two hundred billion dollars. He had more gold. He had more gold than any any man on just any single person combined on the whole earth. You can you can find that out. So basically, he had the riches of Solomon. He voluntarily these are the things that, that people need to know about this man. He voluntarily relinquished his uh, uh his uh, weapons of mass destruction years ago. You mm-hmm. know who does that? You no know what one. I'm saying? <laughs> no one, not even us. Exactly. You know. And basically, you can see all the heads of states up until about a year ago, a year and a half ago, shaking hands with this man, you know, trying to be diplomatic about it with him, Hillary Clinton, uh, our, our current president. Why all of a sudden, now let me check, check this out, he, he funded a satellite system to cut, to cut Europe out of Africa. Europe was in Africa's all, all their business. Mm-hmm. There's actually a satellite that's up there right now that basically, that basically all of Africa is off the... Europe, 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 Europe doesn't have anything to do with Africa anymore. That's what I'm trying to get at. And they, right. they were pissed about that also. He also was going to make everyone start to be more accountable. All the countries of the world, he was getting ready to go to, I guess, to the Dinar. That's what they use over there. The he was going to make, you know, America, you know, we don't really have any money in our reserve. I don't know if you really know about the economy or anything, but oh, you know, your, your money's in Federal Reserve. No, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there hasn't been any money in the Federal Reserve, no, since the 20s, okay? Mm-hmm. What he was going to do is start making every, all these countries be responsible and pay him in gold. You know, they're going to have to back their money up in gold. So they had to take this cat out, man. You know? Ooh. I mean, really, come on. That's you, a lot of that's a lot of info right there. That's that's a yeah, lot of knowledge the time, right there. Yeah, by the time we get the information, though, man, it's all chopped, it's sliced and diced, and we believe just what we see what's in front of us, man. We kind of, you know, man, 
Like, a lot of these rappers is even saying it, man. They, they tell them. I mean, if you just listen to the little innuendos in the music, man, I mean, it's that time again. It's like the 60s was back in the day, you know. Listen to what's going on and, and pay more attention to the media. Right now we've got so much information. You don't have to depend on the media that comes on at 5 o'clock when you come home and not off work. You can get online and research these things, actually. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the wonderful power that we have with the Internet and smartphones and everything else we have, the access. You know, everything's on a wire now, right now. Well, but, you know what? Here, yeah, here's, here's, my, here's my major concern. I won't say my major yeah. concern. I'll say one of my concerns about the whole Libya issue. And I guess I got a few. I don't I don't know a lot about Gaddafi the man. I know that he wasn't celebrated a lot. I do know that. I know that he wasn't celebrated right. a lot. And I also know that Libya wasn't looking for uh, a, a, a new constitution, so to speak. Libya wasn't looking for uh, a, a, a democracy, if you will. And uh, nah, nor were they nah. looking for a republic. You know, Libya was looking for a little bit of liberation for, from what I could tell. Um, the people from... Yeah what, yeah, what you can tell, though, see, what you're seeing is the rebels that did that. What are they getting those 50 cal guns at? Who dropped those in there? Mm. Hey, NATO, of course. Talk to, and what they're doing to blacks over there is erroneous right now. Man, if you're a black person walking around over there, man, they, the le- the rebels are just walking up to them, man, just capping them, you know, uh-huh. doing inhumane things to them. I'm, and I, know, I don't know if you heard about it, but they did the Qaddafi when they caught them. They actually oh, yeah. sodomized them, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Really? For real? You know, so, you know, it's it's... It's another thing I want to get at. I live right here in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. okay, and I know some, some you know people that are involved. With, I guess the, the planning or whatever. Should we ever have a natural disaster here or whatever? Mm-hmm. They are really high alert. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm on, I'm on my Facebook page. You know, I I've actually got start going really hard like in the last maybe month now, just letting people know, pay attention, see what's going on. You know, we're only two states over from Louisiana and Oklahoma, okay. A lot of the so-called, whatever name they refer to them as, you know, their people, they refer to them as refugees at first. Yeah, <laughs> it, that, was, that was amazing to me that <laughs> American citizens on this soil were referred to as refugees. I guess they got, they saw the water and saw these people in the water and automatically thought they were refugees uh, for some odd reason. I, I never understood that. You know, how could you even make right. that mistake? You know what people, I mean? I'm, I'm, Man, how could you? How could you? How could you fumble the? How could you fumble like that? To where you had state officials and government officials saying, "Who needs to go and help these people?" While well, people were dying and starving and getting sick as the hours as every hour that went by. Well, you know now, what? Let's let's talk about that for just just yeah. one second, right? Just one yeah. one brief second. How is it in the world that we are able to go to space, but we aren't able to get water to? American people on American soil by any by any cost by any means less than twenty four hours. Because you're not you're not a priority, Pudgy. You and I we're not priority. I'm curious priority about status. that. Somebody somebody six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. I'm looking for somebody to tell me one legitimate reason why we weren't able to get water to people in Louisiana. I don't give a damn where they were from. But how weren't we able to get these folks water less than twenty in less than twenty four hours? And it's so interesting that you mentioned that because that's what I was getting ready to go into right now. We've got signs up all over the city, man. It's a major campaign here, and I don't know what their budget was, but it's major because they're all over electronic billboards here telling people to get what's called red dirt ready. 
Oklahoma known, being known for red dirt in the soil here. They're telling everyone to be red dirty, and they've got these working class people, doctors or whatever. There's all these people in a collage on the billboard. Okay, water is the main thing that you need in a catastrophe. Understand that. Now, you got to have food. you got to have weapons in case people start bugging out going crazy. But the water usually gets damaged or contaminated during the, when there's a catastrophe. So they had to cut that off along with the gas. If you don't have any water, I don't care whatever city you live in, the 48 continental states, it can happen to you. And it is going to happen. It's not just it, it, it could happen. It's going to happen. If you don't have any water for your children, for yourself, you know, Katrina was a really a practice ground to let us know what was going to go on. Do you realize that they were actually taking families and splitting them up and sending children to different places and mothers to different places like that? No, I, and, and no, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you mean myself? I'm a first responder, so this is not something that I heard. This is something that I experienced. I had to deal with these people. I had to deal with mothers crying for their children. I had to deal with children crying for their mothers. Like I said, I'm in Oklahoma City. So I got to see a whole lot of this. I got we have a lot of overflow come here. We welcome everybody from Louisiana, especially the black community. We really we want them to come here because we know we have space for them. We know we can provide them help here within the community we have here. But yeah, I'm just telling. I'm gonna tell everybody, telling every American right now that's listening to this show right now, right now and in the future, you better put you back some reserves. Hold, hold that thought. Survival. Hold that thought for a second. I got. I got sure. another call on here, and we're not screaming them. So I don't know if they have the information that I'm looking for. But I only have. Look, George Bush did a whole lot of good things that a lot of people don't understand, and uh, because they don't choose to look deep into what's really going on. Okay, whether it whether it ended up being for his family's best interest, I know that it it represented America and our best interest at the time for some of the things he did in Iraq. And I won't go into that right now because, you know, it, it, that's a whole other topic. But uh, let me go to a call out of the 718. You're the only 718 caller. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? 718, you're on the air with Pudgy. Who's this? Okay, maybe maybe they didn't want to respond, and, and you know, if they maybe do, not. they, they maybe can not. hit us again. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just listened to the show and probably hit one by accident, and, and that's cool. But I, I still wonder, and I, and I can't help but to, to throw stones because I, I don't even like to go back into the Katrina thing because it makes me, it gets me so pissed off that we're right here in America and we talk about how great this country is. And, and I know how great we are, and I know some of the things that we can do and some of the things that we have done, but I just can't get heads and tails to the point that we weren't able to get water to people. And I know the streets were flooded, but I also know the type of, the, the, the type of things we have. I mean, I, Hell, if I had a boat, well, I'd like have. I could have name water. some of those things. Well, you name name what we have. Name some of the resources that you think should have been a viable source to be able well, to get those people. For, for one, we have for one the Coast Guard, whom is about twenty minutes away, could have got on boats, whether they were rowboats, uh-huh. small motorboats, hovercrafts, helicopters. You, I don't give a damn if they just would have dropped water out of the sky. We had people in certain places on bridges in small parts of neighborhoods that were just stuck there looking at the sky, looking at the news choppers float, fly around. And I, and I couldn't help right. but think to myself, well, why isn't anybody dropping water down? You know, is dropping water off going to cause a mass hysteria? Even if it landed in the water, I mean, I don't I don't care, but I just don't understand why wasn't a hovercraft, a rowboat, a motorboat, a, a pontoon. I mean, I don't get it. There's, there's no reason. Okay, let's 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 change. Let's flip the script on that. 
You think if it had been Malibu, California, the same scenario would have happened? It would have never ended up that way. It would have been a mandatory exactly. evacuation where they would have made people leave, get out of their houses. And, right. and here's well, the thing I about that, too. Here, here's something, that, and, and, and I know I know a guy, and, and I won't say his name. I don't want to slander this guy. I don't want to mention his name off the air. But I know right. a guy, a black guy, just put it out there, who's well off, okay? And uh, he lost his entire family because his brother wouldn't make a move that he took. He said, look, go rent these Suburbans. I already reserved them. Drive them over there. Get my cousin. Go get everybody out of mama's house. Pick up everybody you can. You guys go to Mississippi. Go wherever you got to go. I got hotels reserved. They didn't do it. Man. Now, now here's Man. the thing. Now, here's the thing with yeah. that. I live in North Carolina, and we have our share of hurricane force winds or hurricanes, if you will, and we definitely have our share of tornadoes. I can name probably five or six times where I never evacuated, but I heard the news say, Go to your local high school. Go here. Go to higher ground. Do this. Do that. People wait storms out at home. So one thing right. that I couldn't understand was a lot of people saying, hey, these people were ignorant. They didn't understand what was going to happen. They should have never stayed there. They should have did this. They should have did that. And, and and just the common, the, the regular uh, common folk knowledge, you know, common sense says that that storm is not going to hit us. Not common sense, but that's what we like to believe. Now, whether it's smart or not, I don't know. But I do know that a lot of people do not evacuate their homes when it comes to a storm. So I won't say these folks. I know if you live so many. I know. I know if you live so many feet below sea level. I mean, it's not a smart thing to hang around for any kind of storm. Not at all. Know? Not at all. That's how the city was constructed. You know, I used to live in Long Beach, California, and it's like 32 feet above sea level. Mm. So we know that any time that the sea level can rise up maybe 40-something feet, mm. then we're dealing with another catastrophe, you know? Mm. So, and you just got to I mean, really – I believe it's up to every individual. I, mean, I believe if you don't educate yourself on what city you live in and what type of natural disasters could actually occur in your city, it's your fault, really. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. You can't. We can't control the weather. We know we can't do that. But, man, we can get – we can prepare ourselves – or the inevitable, because we know we don't know if it's going to happen during our time. It's going to happen sometime during our time. We're experiencing earthquakes right here, right now here in Oklahoma City. We just had an earthquake here. Two yeah, days too. Ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, and they call that. See, that's that's such a fallacy, man. You really have to look at a bit of looking at things. They call it a, a fault line. It's actually a conduit. If you really did your research, you'd find out that there's water up on the earth that flows so decent. And if you're in North Carolina. If the big one really ever happens, all of us off the mat. It's going to come all the way from the so-called San Andreas Fault all the way around the Mississippi, bro. Mm. We all off the mat. So, I mean, like I said, all this is, you know, you can get on the Internet and look at it yourself, you know. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, I'm an educated brother, and, and I've, I've got some resources. Like I said, I'm not, none of those I will divulge right now, but I'm going to tell everybody in America, especially white, black, whoever, poor people especially, sure. you have to prepare you have to prepare. If you don't prepare, you are you are going to be in line. You're going to be in line like they were in Russia in the 1980s, waiting for some food to get for the giving to you. And let me tell you something: when chaos breaks out, I'm saying this one thing: you live in North Carolina. I ain't never been to North Carolina in my life. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. beautiful place, beautiful people that I met from there. I'm sure. Okay, if uh, I was what I was going to say is that yeah, okay. Now, when, once this breaks out, that's it. That's it. As far as uh, I lost my train right quick, because my mind's been running so fast on this thing. It, what um, do you think will have? What do you think will be the the quote unquote big one? What what will happen that will change 
the dynamic of the what I want what I like to call the southeast. What's going to change it? Or the South, I'm sorry. I think, I think the South, what's going to change the South, because I consider us in the South, too. Um, what's going to change it is, 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 is inevitable. I think an earthquake would do it. You know, we, we've, we've had hurricanes, and hurricanes that are generally reach inland as far as Oklahoma goes and Texas and places like that. But if you want to talk about the South over there where you're at, you know, a little more coastal over there, yeah, I think I think my, my prediction is an earthquake is going to happen. Now, you know, next year we're supposed to have this, Big storm, whatever this galactic storm, whatever's going to happen, and mm-hmm. you know the world's supposed to end and all of that. When communication goes out, it's going to be a detrimental thing. You know, August the fourteenth, I think of two thousand. You know, there was a blackout in New York that was terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, and the world just still for a little while. We're very wow. dependent on. That's my point. I was trying to get at. Cities are artificial. We're very dependent on the communication right now. Everybody carries a cell phone or two or three of them. You know, whatever. We're very dependent on that right now. It was a time we we live without these devices, but now we're very dependent on these, actually. Understand this one thing, too. This is one of the most important, significant things I've said all night long. Remember, cities are artificial. They're not real, you know? All the food is shipped in from the city from where? The country. I don't care where you live at, okay? If the power grid goes down, the water goes down, there's no trucks to bring food in. What do you have in the city? What would you have? A whole, a whole lot utter, of... <laughs> you're going to have utter chaos is what you're going to have. Yeah, a whole lot of chaos. People, yeah, people will lose their mind. This now, goes... That that has... I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Now, what happens is... Now, what happens is is people start to get hurt. So all your triage soon starts to fill up. You know, generally, and I've been pretty pretty much everywhere I've been in America, you go by the hospitals, they're all linked up together, generally wherever you're at. You know, they're right across the railroad tracks, wherever I've been. These people start getting hurt for all kinds of stupid reasons. Like, people start fighting, they were trying to do something around the house. So your triage starts to fill up. Okay, when your triage starts to fill up, those people are going to be held first. So what I'm saying is, cities are artificial. So whatever city that you live in, when all this stuff breaks out, you better get your butt out the city. You know? Whatever you can do, you know how to get out of it. Because... Couldn't this thing be uh, financial? You know, I I, I follow. Oh yeah, I follow money yeah, around the world, and I I yeah, happen well, to I mean, think we're... I happen to think the we're... big oh. one is uh is uh within finance. And I'm sorry about the delay. Shout out to the people on the West Coast, WMMG 500. Um, I I happen to think the big one. Outside of the weather, I mean, we we can't stop the weather, right? There's nothing we can do about the weather. Nah, 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 nah. We can, nah, 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 nah. Nothing we can do about what what Mother Nature does. But my thing is, I happen to think that his finances is that we're seeing what, what's destroying the country, and that will continue because we don't have anything that's ours in the United States. Period. You you talk about cities being artificial, we're artificial. I mean, you got to think about it. the United States is driven off of the economy alone, just off the premise that our economy will flourish, and our economy is not flourishing. It hasn't right. for some time now. So you say so you don't think the United States has enough, enough raw, raw resources here to be self-sufficient to, to feed its people here as far as food goes and and uh, resources such as that? Food maybe, but we're not we're not prepared to we're not prepared for our dollar to deflate to nothing. People just has, don't brother, believe it. It has been for it's, it. Ha, it we already it already has. Man, there are certain countries that if you go if you travel abroad, 
they're not even taking the U.S. dollar. They'll let you know that you should have traded there for something before you even got here. You take a loss. Now, yeah, you take a, a big loss right now. Right now, if you're not, if it's not an Arab country, their money is not. If it's not an Arab, man, the Arabs, they got the money right now. Let's just let's face it. That's who's holding the ticket right now. The Arabs, they they got the money. You know, and then a lot, a lot of countries in Europe, you know, we're talking about Brussels and Denmark, Sweden, very wealthy, wealthy countries, you know. Great mm-hmm. mm-hmm. has money. They're just broke, man. Everybody's living there. Like I said, I just left L.A. a few months ago. All the rich people that are living in L.A., very wealthy people, I'm talking about old money, established people, they're out of here, man. They're in Europe now because mm-hmm. they don't want to be here for the fallout. And they take losses on their real estate out there. I mean, that, I saw cars. I saw cars that normally go for like sixty, seven thousand dollars. They would drop them like twenty five grand, no problem. People aren't buying yeah. them the way they were, and and that that's nah, another. Nah, man, car ain't man, a car ain't nothing no more. <laughs> nah, they're not they're not buying these cars the way nah. they were. You know, they everybody got a little having a, Yeah, they, yeah, they used to be a lot of prestige having a certain number or model of a car. You know, yeah. I don't like that anymore because you know it's no big deal. You know. Uh, well, what's, what's smart right now is the people that the most important thing I can tell uh, that's why I tell everybody. I even tell my children, they have children. I tell them, man, you got to guard your mind. You really do. You know, I have a day we go to school, and I, uh, you know, I had a little report. So my daughter should come over and say her history teacher said this. So it's a D program. So I asked her, okay, what do you think about what he said? You know, there's a lot of misinformation that's being given even to our young people right now because a lot of these teachers, these so-called educators, they're in there with these with 30 students in the classroom. And they're watching the news, but they're not really, really doing their homework and finding out the truth. I believe in getting the truth in everything. Like you said, George Bush did some good this and the things. I personally don't care for George Bush, you know. But some, I had more money during George Bush's term than I had during Obama's term. I think I've said that on your show before. Mm. You know, I wish I had some of that George Bush money right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is just what it is, you know. It, it, and uh, as far as the the, the, the climate, as far as the, the financial spectrum, there has to, doesn't have to be a combination of things. But I'm going to say this, Pudgy, life as we knew it, you know, three years ago, four years ago, that's gone probably forever. I have to agree with you. I, I, yeah, I'm very it, optimistic, it, it, you know what I mean? I have no choice but to be optimistic because I have children that I hope one day right. will have, you know, to be able to live the way that I lived and, to be able to earn their money and keep it and do the things that they want to do with it. But from where I stand, man, and from what I see, you know, manufacturing is dead in the United States. We don't own anything anymore. We've been exposed nah. with, these, with these properties. Um, been, there's been influence outside of the country that has made it so that our our property values have de- devalued, have deflated. You know what I mean? The, month, the dollar alone has deflated. Loans are out of this world. The banks are failing. But we keep pumping money into that same failing spectrum because – we don't have anything else to put it into. You know, that's what people don't realize when they talk about, hey, why they keep giving money to the banks? That's because that's the only outlet left. It's not manufacturing anymore. They, they can't save this country through manufacturing. They can't save no, this country through the, the house. The industrialized, the, the industrialized part of this part of the country, that's gone. Industrialization ended here in the uh, mid-'80s. You know, it used to be when a guy got out of high school, he'd get a job at a, you know, a company like GM or somewhere like that, AT&T. And buy a nice house and buy two cars and have savings and family go on vacation. It's not like it anymore. You can't graduate from high school and take a, go and take a photo class and take care of your family. You know, they're not keep the wages are not keeping up with 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 the rent. You know, the, like the guy was saying in New York, the rent's too damn high. 
It is. It really is. What, what about rent? Why are we renting? Why are we owning? And do you really own your property anyway? No. That's the whole thing. But we, we really don't own anything. No, absolutely not. not. Even, I, and, I, you know, I guess you can probably be conspiracy theorists. You don't do what you want to, but you really don't know your kids. Because when you sign that birth certificate, you sign them over as a ward to the state. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that, you know? So, I mean, and I don't know if you also know this. Each American citizen is worth $1 million. And we're, there's actually a loan that's given off to us. And all this is actual factual information. Now that's info that. That's info that. Yeah. Where where could somebody find? See, I didn't know about that. Where could you find out? Where could you find that out? Man, I'm saying a lot right now, and I don't I don't even have it. I, you should you should never say nothing to be able to prove it. All I can do is tell you to investigate it, and I'll call back in next week, and I'll make sure I have that info. And if you're listening, we'll be listening in. I'll okay. make sure. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna call in next week. And I'll give you a, a site to go to, or I'll give you an email address where you can go to and look at it, or look it up on my Facebook. I'll post it on yours. Give like, us a site, brother. Give, give your site out so folks will know where my, you are, where they can find My Facebook is, is my name is David Johnson. That's all I got to do. And it's me on there with a, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a red shirt with a hat on back <laughs> that you'll be able to find. Well, no, no, no. It's, it's a boondock symbol on there right now. Okay. It's Raleigh Boondock. Where you, get, you can check it out. I got a lot of information on there. I, you know, I really don't care. I, I blast out a lot of things that are going on as far as American goes. Look, look at what's going on on Wall Street. These people are they're 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 being violated. That's their right to peacefully protest. You see what's happening here right now in America? Wow. We are going down. You said you have children. I have children too. I have teenagers, and everybody has dreams for their kids. Man, I'm gonna tell you, Pudgy, if you have children, young children especially. You have to give them to start thinking international. This world is a whole lot smaller than what it used to be. You can put your babies on a plane, you put your babies on a boat, and they'll be in another country within on a boat, ship within days, on a plane within hours. Sure. It's a whole lot smaller. America, as far as the industrialized revolution part of it, that was old. That's old, with, man. If you if your children are not majoring in the math and sciences right now, they're out. They will not eat well. You, you mentioned the Occupy Wall Street. Is that is that going on down there? I, you know, nah, I, I, nobody's doing it, man. These people, they, we don't feel the, we don't feel the, the pain here in Oklahoma. They got this under control, you know. That, and that's what I tell them, you know, around a lot of young people, you know, I let them know we don't feel the strains that are going on in other places, you know. And I travel frequently, so I get to see what's going on. And people mm-hmm. are, man, people are hurting, man. People are hurting. Oklahoma is very slow, you know. And it's, there are also a lot of things that are grandfathering as far as the laws here go. It's right to work here. This is probably one of the places that you can probably make it at the easiest right now. Now, what's happening here is we have a lot of available land here, so you're seeing a great influx of the population increase here. Oklahoma City is growing very fast right now. As a matter of fact, they they advertise Oklahoma City as being recession-proof, what they call it. Recession-proof. Isn't that a bold statement, though, to say something? Yeah. They they say it's recession-proof, but... Yeah, as far as the money goes here right now, it's the slowest that I've ever seen it. I'm a 40-year-old man. It's the slowest I've seen it and wow. since I can remember. Yeah, it's 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 pretty tough here right now, you know. But it's you can still make it though, and, and that's what families like to do. Oklahoma City is a great place if you want to bring your bring your kids and raise your kids and not worry about a lot of drama, especially if you live in the suburbs. We have a lot of suburbs that are around the metropolis area, and I'm not gonna do no. I'm not going to do a shout-out for Oklahoma City, but hey, it is, it is, it is, you know, I'm not on the tourism board is what I'm saying. <laughs> I got you. 
I hear you loud and clear on that. I don't, I don't, yeah, you but, know, uh, speaking on the operate operation Wall Street, man. I, I, I at first initially, okay, the whole ideal of being able to come together and and speak and protest and and do that, I'm all for that, right? I'm all for that. I su- I support that one thousand percent. But looking at the whole operation, I kind of, I can't help. I think it's been infiltrated. You know, I think it's been infiltrated. Oh, yeah, I think the eyes off the yeah, ball, and it's yeah. not what they started out to do. You know, some of the things I'm hearing and some of the things I'm seeing and some of the signs and just people I've t- I've talked to, you know what I mean? And, and I travel pretty frequent, too, and uh, I'm right. on the ground a lot. I like to go see things for myself through my own eyes so I can have my own, you know, Man. I can have my own Man. opinion about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's it's I don't, I, it's turned into, to, uh, you know, a clown fest almost. It's almost like the, the election right now that's going on. Oh, I'm sorry, not the election, but the campaigning that's going on right now. It's almost turned into a clown fest. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't know what they're looking for to change. You know what I mean? What they're going to accomplish from this. It sounds like the goals and the things that they're, they're initiating are totally just not going to happen. You know, it's unrealistic. Well, they're, they're, out, they're out there. What, what, what's going on with Wall Street is they don't have, they, they don't have a group or that one person that's going in basically and asking for demands right now. They're just protesting. Generally, you never get anywhere without protesting. And I'm sorry, I think that when people start getting hurt or when violence starts to ensue, is when people are going to end in certain places are going to have to start answering things. Here's where we're so, there. We're there right now. Yeah, we we're are there. there. We're there right now, exactly. And the That's people the are frustrated. If you look, yeah, if you see any of the clips, you know, you got people from all types of different races and backgrounds that are out there, and they're frustrated, you know. How do you tell a 23-year-old student that his parents, you know, sent him to college and they gave up everything they had, that, hey, you're about to graduate and you're not going to have a job, you know, or the job that you had, we have to take that. You know, I'm, I'm going to say this, um, especially young people, they don't do well with suffering. I'll say that's the best way I can put it. Every generation gets a little bit more demanding and feels a little bit more entitled. And I'm, uh, and I'm saying that fair. I'm saying that I'm, in all fairness, I'm saying that. And I truly believe that. I think that a lot of young people, and I've seen them, that they, once they've gone to school for four years and get their bachelor's, their master's or whatever, they feel like, hey, I was supposed to be able to enjoy the American dream. That's not always so. And that's what's, that's what's found out. That's what, the, what these people have found out is, hey, it's not here for me. Now, as far as the banks go, the banks are ripping people off, man. Are you going to tell me I can't I can't withdraw my fifty three thousand dollars out of Bank of America? Are you serious? But I thought it was my money. Why can't that's I take it out of your bank? That, now that uh-huh. that's amazing that you can't withdraw your money from the bank when you're ready to withdraw your money. I, I just I, I that's crazy. <laughs> I don't even. I, I'm going to jail. I'm going, going to jail? jail right now. I'm going to let BB&T know, True Line know, and uh, what's the other one? We got one more account somewhere. If you go to jail, it's not going to be your family. Hey, no, I ain't going to jail. I'm going to jail. <laughs> if I go up there to withdraw my money and I can't get my money out. My brother, I got to go to the commercial, man. It's past time. It's 9.08 p.m. Okay. on the East Coast. Uh, I appreciate you calling, man. Don't forget, us, don't forget about us next week because we want to hear more from you. Uh, I have the info. All right. 
I appreciate yeah. it, brother. Shout out to you. Shout out to my people down there in Alabama, man. I'm not on the tourist board either, but got to show the folks love, and I appreciate you calling in. You're on the air with Pudgy KRP Radio Show. We live on the West Coast, baby. Got to play Jenna Juice for my folks on the West Side. Go on some commercial. We'll be right back. KRPRadioShow.com on Facebook. KRP Radio, I'm sorry, Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. We'll be right back after these commercials with some sports. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442 2762. Again, that's 800 442 2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. of the American people. In a Herman Cain administration, April 15th will no longer be a day to be dreaded. My 999 economic growth and jobs plan is a major step towards tearing the chains off the backs of the American people. We have got to supercharge the growth of this economy Herman Cain says it's really time for massive tax cuts. Take the current tax code and replace it with a 9% tax on corporate profits, a personal flat tax of 9%. The tax code goes away. You don't have to fill out all those crazy forms. And a 9% national sales tax. We'll all be able to say, free at last, free at last. We will replace oppression with prosperity. 
Soundshoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to Soundshoe.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists then vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins also check out the latest in music news music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star musicians and voters sign up for sound Chew today that's www.soundchew.com s-o-u-n-d-c-h-e-w once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. K-I-R-P. Woo. That's the heat right there. <laughs> Man, it's, it's in the NFL. It, you know, it's it's hard to do the sports when the beat is hot. You know what I mean? Anyway, the beat made me want to rap, but you know it's all good. In the NFL, Indianapolis down another one. Tennessee twenty-seven, Indianapolis ten. As Indianapolis takes another L on the season. I mean, Peyton Manning must be going crazy. Suicide watching that man because. I know he's majorly depressed. St. Louis shocks the New Orleans Saints 31-21 as they intercept the ball and take it to the house for a touchdown. Right at the end of the game, I might add, the New York G-Men over the Miami Dolphins. Miami is they're always close, man. I, I don't know. Uh, Minnesota 24-21, Carolina. Oh, my God. Carolina, man, I don't know. It, it feels like they're taking a little bit of life out of me every week you know what I mean anyway Minnesota 24 Carolina 21 as Minnesota prevails <sighs> Baltimore 30 Arizona 27 as Arizona takes another L on the season Ray Lewis and Cole are getting busy their defense is crazy out there in Baltimore Houston 24 Jacksonville 14 no surprise there Buffalo 23 Washington 0 shut the Washington Redskins out. That's rough. 23-0, Buffalo. Shout out, Buffalo. Shout out to my man, Thurman Thomas. I was just uh, talking to him on Twitter. The, the great Thurman Thomas. Denver 10, Detroit 45. As they bounce back after two losses, 45-10. Tim Tebow got beat down. <laughs> Guess he's not the savior. Pittsburgh 25, New England 17. As they had a close game all the way to the end. San Francisco 20. Cleveland 10, San Fran still on the tear, Seattle 12, Cincinnati 34, as Cincinnati gets busy. Right now, Dallas is playing Philly, so you know, I know you guys are watching the game, but make sure you turn the volume low and you got the KRP radio show up high, of course. Monday night, KC and San Diego gets it on in Kansas City. 8.30 is the Monday night game on ESPN goes on. It's going to be crazy. I think Kansas City really going to put it to them boys, but... You know, we'll see what happens, man. Maybe maybe San Diego will surprise them or something like that. But moving along in sports, MLB.
got a World Series National Champion. That's right. The St. Louis Cards finally gets us their 11th World Championship. 11th. As they down the Texas Rangers 6-2 in the World Series. I mean, the game was... The game was nice. <laughs> I don't know if you, you watched the game all the way to the end, but here's the comments. Here's the highlights. Check them out, man. You guys are going to love it. For all the, for all the highlights, you know, make sure you log on to... Uh, ESPN.com, that's where we get our highlights from. Shout out to our listeners over there at ESPN.com. And um, the NCAA, the game of the week was Stanford versus USC. Andrew Luck and the Cardinal trying to remain unbeaten, taking on USC. Fourth quarter tie game. Luck pass is picked off by Nikel Roby, and he runs it back into the end zone for the pick six. Luck frustrated as USC takes the 34-27 lead. Under a minute left, Stephon Taylor punches it in from two yards out. Stanford knots it at 34. Seconds left on the clock, USC trying to get in field goal range. Matt Barkley completes one to Robert Woods, who tries to get out of bounds to stop the clock, but time runs out. Or did it? Woods' knee goes down before going out of bounds. The play was reviewed, but the ruling upheld. We head to overtime. In OT, Jeremy Stewart leaps over the pile for the one-yard touchdown. 41-34 Stanford. Ensuing possession, Barkley sends the fade to Woods, who will make the nice grab for six. USC ties the game at 41. Double overtime now, USC on offense. Barkley hooks up with Randall Telfer, and Telfer dodges the tackler, then fights his way to the goal line for the touchdown. Trojans go up 48-41. Stanford, though, would respond. Luck with the lob pass to Levine Toilolo, who keeps his feet inbounds for the score. Stanford evens it up at 48. Now triple overtime. Taylor runs it up the gut for the touchdown. And last but not least in the NBA, it's here's what David practical, has possible, or proven. To have a full a full season now, uh, we held out that joint hope together, but in light of the breakdown of talks, there will not be a full NBA season under any circumstances. There was a lot uh, a lot going on. Uh, there were two or three open items left on the system issues on which I as I said we made good progress. Then we turned to. Uh, the subject of how to divide basketball-related income. I summarized the uh, positions of the parties previously and uh, said that the NBA owners were willing to go to 50% uh, in their BRI, on their on the percentage split of BRI, in effect a 50-50 split. Billy Hunter said that he was not willing to go a penny below 52, that he had been getting many calls from agents, uh, and he uh, closed up his book and walked out of the room.
segment of sports is brought to you by the Help a Child Smile Foundation. The HACSF. That's www.hacsf.com. A nonprofit that reaches out to children's hospitals to bring a cartoon character or a celebrity to the hospital for a child's very short stay or extended stay. They believe that bringing a child that celebrity or their favorite cartoon character will put an unforgettable smile in that child's face. The Help a Child Smile Foundation is a nonprofit and they need your donations. We're also brought to you by LPT Productions out of Queensboro, North Carolina. For all your motion picture, production, screenwriting, film, sound, and video production, or any video needs you might have, make sure you contact Edwin Lewis and my man Cotton over there at LPT Productions, LLC. The number is 336-839-2236. That ends it for sports, folks. Shout out to the people at the HACSF and then Kotlu Productions, not LPT anymore. They changed their name to Kotlu Productions. Shout out to you guys, and I, I would love to have a better video or better audio than that, Joe. It's all good, though. Shout out to all you folks out there who uh, sat with us through the sports, and uh, shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals, man, for getting that 11th pennant. I'm sorry, that 11th championship, and uh, they're doing big things out there, man. They're doing real big things out there in St. Louis. Right now, Pujols is a Free agent, so I don't know if you guys follow the MLB at all, but uh, somebody's going to give Pujols, so you can look for a big contract. I'm, I'm curious to know what it'll be like with all the money situations that are being talked about or that have been thrown about, you know, around sports today. So it's going to be real interesting to see what's going on. But anyway, second half of the show, man, and we're already off. We got a lot of callers on the line. We're going to try to get to all you guys. We also got a bunch of headlines we got to talk about. I'm um, going to a caller who's been sitting very patient with us. Out of the 718, caller, you are on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, sir. How are you? Yeah, I found out about your show, I think, by uh, Hip Hop Republic, and they're sending out tweets, I think. I think that's how I found you guys. Anyway, your last caller had, like, so many good issues. I just wanted to touch on a few of them. Please um, do. You know, one, one, one analogy I find that's interesting about um, how conservatives are portrayed um, – you know, it's funny, when you go back to slavery days, you know, what, what did the slave master used to tell the slaves about the abolitionists? He used to say, oh, you think you got it bad now? Well, the abolitionists, they want to take away the house I gave you, and they want to take <laughs> away the food I give you. And and so many were wow. were tricked by that, and they were like, oh, wow, I mean, I won't have a house. But they all ended up having houses, they got food, and um, so I think that's pretty interesting. You know, Harriet Tubman, she said that she she freed like a thousand slaves. I forgot what the exact number was, but she said I could have freed countless more if they only knew they were slaves. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but the other the other issues I have uh, about Libya. I mean, you guys are talking about that a lot. Um, you know, I got some uh, analogies. I mean, what if, for example, some of these uh, Occupy protests? What if, you know, they became a little more violent, and what if some of the people started bringing guns? And then when the violence broke out, they started shooting back and forth at the police, and then a lot of them got killed. Now, mm-hmm. what if a foreign country saw that and said, oh, we got to go protect those protesters? And so what if China came and just started, you know, dropping missiles on us to protect these poor protesters? So it's just interesting how we treat other countries a lot differently than we would want to be treated in the same situation. Um, As your your caller from Oklahoma was talking about, I mean, Oklahoma, South Dakota, parts of Texas, um, North North Dakota, 
These mm-hmm. are all like the strongest states because they have so much energy production, even though they have these quotas on drilling and other things like that. But a lot of it is due to the fact that they have uh, natural resources. So, you know, again, it's like the market is basically dictating, you know, where people go, you know, based on all these uh, problems that the government has created. Um, and, and as he was saying, you're getting this influx of uh, people there because they're just voting with their feet. Um, same goes for a lot of uh, country. I mean, uh, states in the South, like South Carolina, right-to-work states. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, and uh, getting back to being in a city, I mean, I'm in Brooklyn. So, you know, when, when stuff goes down, I'm in a bad situation here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I definitely think about that a lot. I mean, I need to, you know, do some more, you know, prepping. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a bad situation because, you know, we're basically like uh, – you know, just connected through bridges. Yeah, and, it's uh, very... we're really iso- you know, We're really isolated here, and um, you know, people don't understand. Like the grocery stores only have like three to five days worth of food. Yeah. Um. So you know, people will will become very very um, unruly. But um, and uh, what else did you you know? You guys discuss so many great issues, and I appreciate you guys doing the show. Um, you're very lucky to live in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I made that relocation, brother. I'm from here, but uh, you know, I moved all around the country and I definitely made my way back thanks to my wife wanting to come back home, but we definitely made our way back and uh I see I see a different outlook after living so many different places, you know? And uh contrary to what you just said, you know, one thing about like New York, for example, and especially the boroughs, it's so independent. Um, each and every city is so independent, and like you say, connected by bridges and tolls, and it's it, it amazes me. Does, does people really talk about it? Because you know, I've lived in the city, and folks don't really talk about these type of things. Are they talking about these things now? Since so much is happening, you know, around the country. No, not at all. I mean, no, no one has any clue what prepping is, um, and if you do talk about it, you'll probably be, you know, looked at as, you know, crazy. I mean, I've had people, you know, discuss uh, gold with me, and they think, uh, like, you know, you're a lunatic if you, you know, even talking about something, like, so antiquated. So, you know, it's definitely far removed from people's, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, frame of mind. Um, but, you know, New York itself is so, you know, I kind of um, insular and isolated because we're so international in respect. Sure. That um, you know we're not we we kind of are obviously part of the United States but in a sense we're not you know because people from all over do come here so um, yeah but I don't see you know I, I see I know a couple of people that prep um, but it's definitely not widespread at all uh, people are not thinking about this like uh, seriously so well, you you, know. you definitely find it necessary right I mean you're you're a person that that doesn't think it's absolutely crazy to talk about these things or prepare for you know, a natural disaster, do you? Uh, a natural disaster or a breakdown, as you were pointing, pointing out um, very nicely, um, of our uh, currency. Um, and, uh, you know, the more that people want and the more they're going to try to tax, and if they can't tax it, they're going to borrow it. If they can't borrow it, they're going to print it, mm. you know. And, and so many people, unfortunately, um the people who are lobbying their representatives for more don't realize that ultimately what they're doing is devaluing the currency that they end up getting. Absolutely. So, you know, people will get their checks, but it's going to buy a lot less, and, you know, there's just going to be more and more unrest. Um, 
you know, and as we continue to subsidize people in one way or another, you know, either the rich, you know, we're talking about Wall Street. Yeah. Um, you, you know, there's so there's a lot of subsidies on both ends, on the poor and the rich. Sure. And I think that, you know, what these protests are about is, you know, maybe the Tea Party was more is more about, you know, just, uh, um, you know, government uh, fiscal issues. And I think partly the bailouts. And because they were really talking about that, but I think the Tea Party—I mean—but these Occupy protests are just about, well, not just about, but I'd say there's a diverse amount of opinion. But some of it is about, um, you know, obviously taxing the rich, but others are talking about the bailouts, about the Federal Reserve. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are waking <laughs> up and they're understanding what, what's going on with our currency. What is a currency? I mean, how many people five years ago? had any clue that our currency wasn't backed by anything. Very few. You know, maybe if you ask today, maybe I think a, a greater percentage would, but I think if you even ask your parents' generation, I don't even think they know. Mm-hmm. They, they they probably still think that there's gold there for us, um, and uh, and they claim that there is, but it's very little gold. Like the uh, Fort Knox, they claim maybe is 3,500 tons, which is something like, Maybe two hundred billion dollars worth today. So wow. it's very Penny. little. It's very little compared to our real money supply and all the gold at the Federal Reserve in New York. That's underneath there. There's seven thousand tons there. Yeah. The something like ninety five percent of it is it's all foreign owned and and foreigners just keep their gold there. It's like a storage warehouse. But none of that gold belongs to the United States Treasury or the or the people here. So, you know, there's just – but there's more information getting out there about what is the Federal Reserve and what is going on with our money. And, um, and uh, you know, hopefully I, – I mean, I feel a little optimistic about, you know, some of these protests. Hopefully it leads to something positive. But, you know, ultimately, I mean, it, it doesn't look good. I mean, for right now, it looks like we're heading, you know, for, a, you know, a bit of a further crash. Yeah, it's – it's uh. And, and that's one reason I think that is that it's being infiltrated. I think it's been infiltrated because, you know, when these when these folks first started out, and and just like what you said, there are a lot of people out there who are really talking about some serious, some realistic issues. But you know, we know how the media does. The media are only going to cover the folks who don't really know what they're talking about. And you know, that's on all ends of every spectrum of every protest. You got people who just want to be a part of something. You got the loudmouths. And you got the thugs and, and, you know what I mean, the criminals. And that's what we're seeing a lot of what's going on now with Occupation Wall Street. Now, I don't support that movement, but I don't go against anybody being able to express their views and their opinions about what's going on in this country. Now, when it comes to being a violent protest, we got a problem, and that's what's happening now. So I'm looking for somebody to step up and say, hey, maybe we need to move this to the voting booths. Maybe we need to take this to the polls. Maybe we need to do this. Maybe we need to do that instead of actually being out there in the cold through all this weather and, and you know, putting yourself in harm's way. You know, I, I think there are other ways that we can attack this, but I don't believe that the people who are pushing the agenda behind Occupation Wall Street really want that. I think they want the violence. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. For sure. They definitely, as they said on MSNBC, I, I forgot a little while ago, they said, we need a Kent State moment. Mm. You know, and wow. I think, I, and, and and you see all of the um, the wow. little isolated incidents of violence that they really focus on. You know, they they're really trying to hype up like any sort of violent aspect of this to just get people more 
you know, inflamed. And, and obviously it's trying to be co-op, just like the Tea Party was, you know, it's co-opted or parts of it were co-opted by, you know, maybe people in the Republican Party. Well, obviously the Democrats see this as a great opportunity to galvanize a lot of people, make them angry, make them confused, and and that that's when you have a um, – a, a, a nice group that you can lead, you know, and and that's what Obama is. He's basically a pep rally guy, yeah, you know, and that's, that's what he did his whole life. And he knows how to make people upset. And once you once you have a group that's upset, then you can control them. And he understands that. He studied Saul Alinsky, um, yeah. and he, he, you know he knows all the tactics. And this is what he falls back on. And it's just funny how people like, for example, um, Louis Farrakhan came out. Uh, last week, and he was saying, oh, they changed, uh, you know, our brother Barack, and he was so <laughs> nice before. And, and my take on that was that basically he doesn't want to come out and say, you know what, I was duped. You know mm-hmm. what, I bought into this whole thing, and then he tricked me because then his followers will be like, wow, he couldn't see through that guy. What else is he not seeing? Mm. What else is he like misleading us on? So he has to come out and say, no, 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 no. Barack was exactly the way I said he was, but he changed. Wow. All of a sudden, he's just a different person, and so he's covering himself um, very nicely. But, you, you know, Barack was, I mean, President Obama, I give him respect. He's the president. President Obama um, was always the same person. He's a politician. So, you know, that's their job to make you think that they're with you. You know, he's with everybody. You know, that that's his job. So, I mean, people were just you know, whatever, blind. I think it was great that we elected him, you know, in a sense, you know, but just for a, um, like a figurative position. But, you know, ultimately it's just, you know, it's sad um, that uh, our country is so divided now and they're just like attacking poor, uh, poor Herman Cain. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, his father was like a janitor. His mother worked like, uh, I forgot what she did, like a domestic worker, something like that. He, He went to Morehouse, right? So here we have a – let's have a comparison. Obama goes to private school, right, like the yeah. poshest private school on Hawaii, okay? Now, he's obviously got some identity problems, right, because he's like mm-hmm. probably the only black kid that's going to that school. So he, he's going to have some chameleon issues right away. Absolutely. Like by putting himself in, in that situation. But here Herman Cain goes to Morehouse. What does he study? Mathematics, okay? This guy is no dummy, Okay. What does he do next? He goes he goes to Purdue University and studies computer science. Yeah. Now who is studying who is studying computer science back back at that time? I mean this is like, you know, before <laughs> people even knew what computers were for the most part. While he's at Purdue University, he gets a job at the Department of the Navy developing some uh re, like uh fire retardant suits or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy—he's really an ambitious young person. What does he do after he gets out? He gets a job at Coca-Cola. Okay, finishes Coca-Cola, he goes on to become a vice president at Pillsbury. So people yeah. don't understand this is not just like a little doughboy. Okay, this uh, is a, a major a corporation, company. <laughs> a, a company that was going bankrupt at the time. But but go ahead. Well, well, no, no, no. Well, he got a great cushy job. He had a corner office. He was happy. He was content. Then he said, "I'm bored." I want a real challenge, okay? He could have just stayed in a little cushy position and retired nicely. No one would have heard about him, but he wanted to do something else. So he, they own, like, I don't know, all the Burger King franchises or most of them, but he said, I want a challenge. So they said, you know what, here, here's 450 
of the lowest performing Burger Kings in a certain area. So mm-hmm. he took that within three years and made that the highest performing uh, region in the country. And then he gets, you know, a little restless again. So then he finds out that, you know, Godfather's Pizzas, and then we all know the deal. He, you know, uh, did, did a lot of work there. And um, then, he's, then he's named the, the president of the National Restaurant Association. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is not like uh, just a fly-by-night little position. I mean, it's Smart a very guy. serious job. He, yeah, I mean, he, so he's very, very qualified to, you know, obviously run a business, run a company, and, and they, they hate that on the left. You know, they don't want anybody that has, has come up on their own, in a sense. Um, they, they need you to have been, you know, supported by, you know, elements within a certain political party or a certain, um, you know, demographic, um, the same as Obama. Now, here's Obama. He goes to Occidental College, right? I'm not, you know, that's probably not the most diverse place to go to school. <laughs> then he goes to Columbia, and then he goes to Harvard. Yeah. Right, we're not talking, you know, I mean, it's... It, so you know, just the the, the the comparisons are just hilarious. But um, you know, and then we have people like you know Ron Paul, for example. I don't know what your feelings are like about him, but um, you know, I just think that there's a lot out there that uh, people have to look forward to. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully we just uh, you know make the right moves. But if these young people at Occupy protests, they just understood that. You know, in order to get these jobs back, we have to, you know, reduce regulations. You have to know why the jobs are going overseas. You've got to know what's going on with our currency. Sure. And, and you know, hopefully some of this information is getting out there. There's been some eloquent speakers there that have been trying to shed some light. I don't know if you saw the Peter Schiff videos. Yeah, yeah but, I did. Um, I just saw that. You know, video. he went down there. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but, you know, it's like at least a start. Um, you know, but there's so much misinformation and all this top 1%. People don't realize top 1% is like anybody, I believe, who makes over $380,000. And and I think people think that the top 1% is like all billionaires, you know, but it's not. And and the top 1%, they they make 20% of the income, Mm -hmm. but they pay 38% of the tax. That's right. That's exactly right. <clears throat> and and it goes the same for all the different, you know, pay grades until you get down to the uh, bottom 50 who pay in um, uh, something like 12.7% uh, and they um, – oh, that's their, that's their percentage of the income and their percentage of the tax is something like 27 That's the only thing, the bottom 50, which is fine. I mean, they, they don't, they're not really making any money, I guess, but right. – um, you know, there's just a lot of misinformation about what people are paying and what the tax. Like, for example, Warren Buffett. I did I did look up his taxes for 2010, and Berkshire Hathaway paid an effective rate of 34%. So a lot of people will say, "Yeah, your corporate tax rate is 35, but through all the loopholes, you really paid nothing." But Berkshire Hathaway did pay 34% of their income in 2010. And as a thirty as a thirty seven percent owner of Berkshire Hathaway, he paid thirty thirty seven percent of those oh, taxes, tax. which came out to which came out to about two billion dollars. That was his Jeez. share, not including the share that he pays on uh, his uh, you know dividends, which he says is seventeen percent. So it's seventeen percent plus the thirty four. That's his real effective tax rate. Jesus, uh, you know people don't know this. It's not like GE, you know, government electric. 
you know, with uh, what's his name over there, uh, Jeffrey Imelt, you know, our jobs advisor to the president. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they made Former they CEO. made five, <laughs> five. They made five billion dollars last year. They paid zero in tax, and they actually got back like a two point five billion dollar tax credit. I mean, this is astounding. Mm-hmm. So you know. And he's our jobs advisor. So what is yeah. he telling us? That we should we should hire the best accountants so we can figure out how to minimize our tax exposure. Apparently and, so. And at the same time, and at the same time, he's sending uh, divisions of GE over to China, like he did a month and a half ago with the X-ray division. Like, what? You're our jobs advisor. Why are you sending divisions overseas? Which is backed by the American dollar <laughs> from the start. Let and, me let me ask GE, you. What, Sorry, go ahead. Let, let, let me ask you this. Why is there so much bias uh, towards Herman Cain? Well, because they hate to see a uh, a black man who doesn't fit uh, or go along with their system. You know, they, they want them to, you know, um, play their role and be dependent and, you know, and and keep them down. I mean, that's the whole point. They don't want someone who's going to think for themselves and, you know, uh, attain wealth and prosperity through, the, you know, their own work and so forth. They they say you have to get it through the state, that it's impossible if you're black to get ahead. So you just sit back and let us take care of you. And, um, you know, this is the real racism of the left. I mean, racist, you know, a lot of the times they use the word racist, but they really mean bigot. They really mean bigot, bigotry. But racism is really the idea that you're superior, but you use that idea to keep somebody down. That's the key. And and, and so while people on the right or some elements like a Herman Cain, they're trying to free people, right? The mm-hmm. elements on the left, they want to keep you down. You know, they want to keep you on the, you know, uh, plantation, so to speak. I mean, you know, you have to, you know, be dependent. They don't want you to be independent. So, um, you know, they're very afraid of somebody like that. Um, They were very afraid of, you know, they didn't like a Booker T. Washington, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Um, You know, they they don't don't like to preach that message, though. If you you look at the demographic of what what the left has represented, speaking on myself so I should know, they don't even preach that message. That message is not even shared. That message is not displayed. I mean, you got to look at the communities out there and see what's going on and what has been going on for the last 40-plus years. It, it, the proof's oh, well. nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the you know, we had the great war on poverty, and what did we get out of it? More nothing. people that are poor. We were so. Um, and, you know, it, it's like if you're – I have, you know, a lot of black friends growing up, and and most of their grandparents own their own home. Yep. And and I I always noticed that because I said like what happened, what changed, why was it that there was a, a generation before all these great poverty programs that you know had like you know a part of the American dream, mm-hmm. you know they were middle class and you know maybe they had a a union job or or some sort of job but they 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 were able to buy a house and they had like you know the trappings of you know a nice American family. But all of a sudden, after the 60s, it's like the government comes in. They want to be your parents. So don't worry, you know, about, you know, taking care of yourself. We're always going to be there for you. And, you know, thus you get, you know, a lot of these problems. Um, and obviously things were not perfect before the 60s, you know. I mean, they, sure. they were terrible in a sense, you know. But um, 
like a lot of history is just negated because they just want to see it as uh, you know, it was things were always just one way and we freed you and, and that's the whole narrative, you know. But if they just like, you know, wanted to uh they you know, they have to show more about Booker T. Washington, about W. B. Du Bois, at least some of his work. Um and um, you know, and the and the real story about, you know, slavery. I mean, you know, you know people don't know, but like for example, just in New Orleans in the in, in the year 1860, mm-hmm. there were 3,000 black slave owners. Just in one city. Like, people don't really know. And, like, the, the amount of slave owners was tiny in the United States compared to the population. Mm-hmm. There was something like 350,000 slave owners in the year 1860. And there was 27 million whites at that time. So it was like a tiny little fraction but it's like people just they want to have this thing. It's like they're all good, they're all bad. You know, it's like there's no gray area. There's no, like, you know, common understanding that not everybody was, like, a bad guy and, you know, not everybody had, like, the worst life in the world. I mean, there were a lot of, you know, blacks, thank God, that were free in 1860 living in the north. And there was actually about 270,000 blacks in the south in 1860 um, that were free, mm-hmm. you know, already. Yep. Uh, and and a lot of them were slave owners, but not yeah, all I was, them, I was but, about yeah. to get to that. They were, well, a lot of them are. It, it, I think I've seen stats that says seventy percent were already slave owners, but most of them had bought their family back or through a through a, a trade deal, like trade off for a job, they had brought other uh, friends, family members. So, you know, which would be extended family in, in some sense. Um, hey, hey, I appreciate you calling. I got to get another call in. We're gonna close the show Thank at ten. Thank you so much. Be well. Hey man, one thing about the show, we tr- we let people talk, and uh, you know we try not to cut them off as as much. It's just what we do. So I definitely appreciate you calling in. Got to go to another caller. The Invisible Conservative is on the air with Pudgy. What's up, brother? Not much. How are you, Pudge? I'm doing pretty good, man. Trying, but my voice is about back, so I'm doing pretty good. That's a good thing. Did, was it lost? Did you need to put a GPS tracking system out on it to find it? I had to I had to put something on it. I, I missed speaking engagements and, and a couple of video engagements and a whole lot of other things, man, because my voice is gone. But hey, my football team is undefeated. But you know, you know what? More importantly, how, how's your sister, man? How's my sister? Um, she did not go to the hospital when she was supposed to, so she's going this week, and hopefully she'll get that situation taken care of. Great, great. Well, our prayers are still with her. What's on your mind tonight, brother? Oh, the um, politics of sports. <laughs> um, and quite frankly, I'm very ticked off about it. I understand. I'm a supporter of the University of Kansas, you know, mm-hmm. um, entire sports, not just basketball. I'm sure. an entire University of Kansas um, um, football or football basketball fan. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> exactly. So here's the situation. Um, we just fired our old old coach a year and a half ago mm-hmm. because of some crazy things that were going on and that sort of thing. And they brought in the. They almost had Jim Harbaugh, but because the information got out, that fell through the cracks, and he returned to Stanford. So KU ended up hiring Turner Gill. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it's because he's a believer and that sort of thing. He he believed in not only trying to coach and win games, but build the character of the the young men as well. Sure. Well, because <clears throat> you know KU's been losing, been playing horribly and stuff like that. You know. Don't know what it is. A lot of the fans have been have been um, they they've been upset because he he believes in you know you have to build the mindset that you can do it first you know basically going from a biblical perspective. Well, a lot of KU fans, ball fans, and especially the bandwagon fans have been saying stuff like, "Well, he needs." A sad old man, all this, that, and the other. His his Christianity stuff is a joke, and all this stuff. And I will, uh, the, the, it, the football team is coming through. Going through a horrible, rough time. But what I don't like, see, here's the thing. In 2007, KU went to the Orange Bowl and played Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I was I went to mostly all games this season. KU went twelve and one that year. This is how ignorant Kansas fans are. And keep in mind, I'm a Kansas fan. They would leave at the ha- at halftime of the games, go out and drink, never come back. So here's my whole thing because Coach Gill. Awesome man, phenomenal man of God, great man. He he loves God, and I believe that if he would have been given time, he would have succeeded in building a quality football team because he's a he- he's a heaven of a recruiter. But he's going to be fired because of the the influence of don't money from donors and that sort of thing. And my 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 whole thing is this, Pudge, and I know you could probably agree with this, that those people, when those students leave leave the school, they don't give a rip about those students in their life or where they end up. The only thing they care about is walking around with their chest post puffed out bragging about their school. Well, you know, my whole thing is this. At the end of the day, y'all don't give a rip. And and I am so disgusted with that. You you rather just have those have those boys, you know, play football, barely getting through school. How many football players, basketball players graduated from college not being able to read and write? Over 10 million last I checked. Are you serious? Yeah. Yep. Wow. And I didn't realize you would have that number. I was asking a rhetorical question. I used to I speak on that. Um, I used to speak on that, and I attended a camp where Kobe Bryant actually was telling some of the kids out there that they needed to get their education, that he was saying he wished that he did, and he was going back to school at that time. He was saying one out of 17 million make it to right. the NBA, and over 10 million graduate not being able to read and write. Over 10 million. That's been right. some years ago now. Right. And see, that's, that's, man, see, that's the whole. 
it, it, it is a travesty because essentially it's like how the liberals treat us. You know, they don't give a rip about black people. The only thing they care about is our vote. And it's the same thing with sports because we – black people dominate just about every sport in the world, even soccer. Granted, it's not American blacks who dominate soccer, but the people are still black nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, and basically the truth of the matter is this. At some point – we have to we have to say enough is enough. The NCAA making billions of dollars, you know, college football making billions of dollars off those players. But at the end of the day, when they graduate, they throw them out like they're a piece of trash. And I'm disgusted with what's going on at at KU. I love KU. I went there for a year. I support the team through thick and thin. And mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, if you get up and you leave at halftime during the greatest season in the history of KU football, you have no right to complain when it when the times are tough because you never supported the team in the first place. Let me let me ask you this, since you're you're an enthusiast of, of um college sports, period. Um, how has how do you believe the financial problems of America has affected these colleges and their recruiting? Because from where I sit, it's almost like all right. In, the NCAA has a huge issue since we're talking sports now, um, and that issue is that these pa- these players are getting paid uh, under the table for the most part. And right. uh, now it's coming out. You know, we got some people that got in some trouble, and and they're spilling the beans all over the place. You know, they really let right. everybody know what's going on in in um, collegiate sports. So my my issue is. Will they? Well, I guess my question is: Will they ever fix this problem? And if they do fix this problem, how will the financial aspect of America impact that? Well, here's the thing. First of all, they don't really want to fix the pop problem because if you hit certain schools with, um, if they let's just let me rephrase that: if they start applying the rules across the board. They will take a financial hit because if you punish a lot of the bigger name uh, sports institutions like the Ohio States and all that stuff, you know, they will lose money on their contracts. Um, school funding, donations will go down. And and see, to me, like I said, I enjoy sports. And if I had money, I would go to a sporting event. Difference is, I am a fan through thick or thin. Good times are bad because if you can stick through, if you can stick through the rough times, you get you're just that much more rewarded when things do change, turn around for the better. Sounds like you need to write a letter, brother. I think you need to write a letter to those folks over there and let them know how you feel in Kansas. Yeah, I probably do. But you know what? Because I, I'm i not a million-dollar donor. Booster. A booster. <laughs> my, my, I'm just a little peon. I'm just a little peon in a little scheme of things. But, you know, it's like what I al- always say. Every... Everything in the natural first had 
everything based in reality, I should say, first started with a dream. And it goes back to what I've shared with you a few times about the BCR network, which is Black Conservative Radio Network. When all is said and done, that network will be the most, it will be the most prominent and most successful conservative internet radio network in the world and I'm going to tell you why because for me it's about it's not about me I will have a show on there probably one or two days a week but mm-hmm. it's going to be about me po- positioning the host that I that I have chosen and there's many others that I have that I'm going to be choosing to be able to uh be the most successful in their endeavors because that's the secret. And this is what people fail to realize. If you want to be truly be satisfied and truly be happy from being wealthy, you help somebody else get where you're trying to get as well. And then you watch, you watch your success shoot through the roof. I'm starting from zero zilch. Uh, bad credit, so I'm having to struggle, scrape, talk to people just blindly to ask them to just believe in me. But mm-hmm. you know what? It's worth it. You know, <clears throat> one of the board members of this network is Pastor C.L. Bryant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Shout out to C.L. Bryant. That's my man over there. He was just down here in North Carolina last week. Shout out to Major Dave, too, for having us both. Awesome. So you know, and I, I love, I love that man because he's so humble. I, you know how I got a hold of him and asked him to do a show. I sent him a message on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't have to go through. Um, even though he is probably one of the most prominent at this point, he's probably the most, the most prominent fun. black conservative in the entire world. Mm-hmm. But because of the his humbleness and his genuineness. Um, he, you know, he reached out to me through email. He's like, just set it up. He's been on my little peon show twice. You, you as well here, you, you with your following, you take the time out and you're like, okay, I'm taking the call. You know, I'm doing the same thing. Not as, you know, haven't reached the levels that you have, but for you, and this is what, this is what I really admire about you. Even with all the people that you have met over the years, the things that you have done, you, you're like, you know what, I'm not going to let my head grow big and this, that, nah. and the other. You keep it about the people, and you also keep, you also keep your perspective in, in that it's the Lord Jesus Christ first, and I admire you that go. about you. Absolutely, that's what it is. I I appreciate that too, man. And it it ain't about me. It's about what's going on, and we got to get the message out. And like you said, it's about Christ in me. So, you know, man, it it, like you say, if if you got to my one of my mottos, one of my quotes is each one teach two. And uh, you know, we keep going up from there. And I always say that to people, and you know, they ask me, what does that mean? It it means what it says. You know, if everybody teach two people and and really show them the same love that you got in return. Right. You know, this world would be a better place. Now, will it happen? I don't know, but you know, we can't worry about what everybody else will do. We just keep doing what we'll, we're doing, and uh, we'll make a difference somewhere. Right. 
Right. Well, listen, listen. I, I need to get another caller before we close the show. We're going to close out in five minutes. And uh, any shout-outs before you go? Well, just want to say God bless to everybody. And, you know, um, I oh, shout-out to the OWS in <laughs> New York. I hope they found a shelter from the blizzard. Wow. Shout-out to all my people out there in New York. Appreciate it. Invisible Conservative. Check them out yes. on Blog Talk Radio slash Invisible Conservative show. Check them out, man. It's a great show. Hey, I'm going to make my way through your show. I got to get my schedule together, but I'm definitely coming through. So, you know, don't worry. I'm, I'm definitely coming through, brother. All right. All right. Talk to you later. That's the end of Invisible Conservative. has a show on Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I got to get a call out of the 804 before we close the show. Call you on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Hi, Pudgy. This is Dee Dee Nevin. Just wanted to give you a quick hello and a shout out for your open mic tonight. Hey, hey! <laughs> shout out to the presidential elect, Dee Dee. <laughs> the write-in so- person. That extra option in case you know we just don't like anything out there. I just want to stay in there as that extra option. You know, as difficult as it is, um, that's what I'm trying to do at this point. Sounds but like just I'll wanted be to give you a quick shout out. Well, I, I appreciate the shout out. Hey, let let the folks know who you are and where they where they can locate and get your information if you would. Oh, great! Thank you. You can reach me on my website at www.deonianeview.com. I know that's like uh, talking with marbles in the mouth, trying to get it all <laughs> right, but that's D E O N I A Deonia, and the ne- nephew is like if you think of the word never. But instead of saying never, say nephew and put a U on the end instead of the R. So it's nephew president. Um, I, I was joking the other day saying never president. <laughs> you know, I, wow. I was wow. Like, you say? But then I turned it around and said, well, it could also be never believe that I could be president. There you, you know, go. Like I like the sound of that. Possibility if it happened and say we never thought, you know, the never could think, you know. Sure. As president, so hey, it's just you know what it is, what it is, and you just do your best, and and that's all you can do. Hey, how's the weather in in your parts? Well, we had nice weather here, but I have a lot of family and friends up north, and you know they don't have very nice stories to tell about you know what happened yesterday with the the snow and everything, and power outages and cold weather, and you know a lot of them are still without power. Gotcha. So I've been wow. keeping them in my prayers as well. Um, but spring is on the way again. Next week, I think <laughs> it's supposed to warm up for everybody. <laughs> so that's wow. the kind of weather we have. It's up and down, you know. It is. Yes, it is. All the time. All the time. Well, listen, I hope we can. How's uh, the weather in, in, in North Carolina? You're the weather is cold. It's, it's cold, but it's beautiful. You know, I love it right now. You just throw on a coat or a jacket and. A hat, and you're all right. You're in there, so I love it. I love this weather. That's it. That's yeah. it. Well, summer is my best time, so, you know, it's a little bit, you know, you just got to get through it, and uh, before you know it, the sun, the summer weather will be back again, and that's what I look forward to. And I'll be complaining again, even though I love the summer, so I, I got to enjoy this <laughs> while I'm getting it, because I complain about the winter and the summer, so, hey. Well, you're, you're, you're an August birthday person like I am, right? That's right. Leo in the house. Shout out yeah, to my Leo. Yeah, Leo. Leo's in the house. You should <laughs> like that warm weather. <laughs> Our strong-minded, hard-headed Leos we are. We that's, that's just us, but we have those warm hearts that a lot of folks don't have. So shout out to all my Leos out there. 
Yes. Does that include President Obama? <laughs> hey, I mean, I I guess so. Okay, I won't I won't put you on the spot then. I know this is the Republican radio. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold up. Nah, see, no, 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 not at all. No Republican radio here. We're centrist on this side. We we lean a little bit right. You know what I mean? We're definitely centrist okay, on this side. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good. Well, you know, everybody's my friend. I have no problem with you as long as you don't have one with me, right? Absolutely. I, you know what? Support. I've seen a lot of your a lot of your commentary, and I don't think you have a problem with people when they have a problem with you. As far as I can tell, you you have a really nice aura about yourself, just nice. <laughs> well, thank you. I try to you know keep that, and I don't take things out on others or where it doesn't belong. You know, if I'm doing it to you, then you may deserve it. You know what no I'm doubt. saying? No doubt. No doubt. But about I that. don't. Um, I try to just uh, keep my spirits up. You know, hey, life is like that. It's up and it's down, and you have to be able to adjust the changes, and that's what life is all about. And you only got one to live that we know of. So, hey, Dionia, any shout-outs? Right. I'm about to close the show. Have you got any shout-outs before you go? Oh, loads of shout-outs to all the Facebook friends. I couldn't name everybody, but uh, definitely Kevin there. We will be able to laugh out loud. <laughs> and Dale and, and just everyone, the, the folks that you had call in and Absolutely with you, and thanks for allowing me to uh, mention my website. And, sure, uh, absolutely. Hey, we're going to have you back have so a, we can talk about your platform, too. I definitely want to get you back. But right, I don't want to get into all the politics stuff with you. I take up your whole time, you know. So That's fine. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make time hello. for you. Just, just a quick hello, and so you all have a blessed week, and, and thanks for having the open mic today. That was really nice. All right, same to you, and God, God bless you and, and your husband, too. I, I saw what you guys did, and or your husband going out to um, join the search party. and. Uh, I know, that, know. That, was that was something beautiful. I had to do that. It was. Yeah. Yeah, that was something that he did that I didn't, you know, I couldn't understand. He left his job. He came home half the day and said, I'm going searching. And I was, like, looking at him like he was crazy because, you know, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize how he really, really was touched by that story to, yeah. to take half a day and, you know, go get prepared and go out there and really look. And they turned him away because they had too many people. But he still stayed out there and, you know, went looking. Up. He didn't have any luck himself, but in the end, you know, the boy was found, and that's that's, that's what right. makes it the most important. Man, that that's uh, that warms your heart right there with with so much that's going on when somebody can be found. I, I think it was after a week long, a week long yes. search for the young man. Yes, yes, it was, and I mean he's autistic, and you know they said he's severe because he doesn't speak, so you know made it a little bit more difficult oh. in in his situation to have that and, and be out there like that. So thank God he was found. Everybody's definitely rejoicing here in Virginia and I guess everywhere to hear that good news. You know, we need more good news when things like that happen. Definitely. Same thing for my folks on the East Coast and my folks on the West Coast. I'll speak for them and say that we're rejoicing over here. So, hey, that's a beautiful thing, man. And, and you know, I appreciate what you guys did and what your husband did and all the prayers out there. And, and you know, a B.I.G. thanks to you guys. You are B.I.G. in my book. <laughs> Same with you. Take care and God bless. God bless you too. Have a good night. That's Dionia Nevue, um, presidential-elect, man. She's running for president on a Democratic ticket. Uh, you know, she says some things that, you know, she's saying they're trying to ignore, but her platform is big, and she's got a lot to say, man. So check her out. Google, 
you know, D for president, you know, look her up on Facebook or whatever you got to do to get the information. But, hey, just so you guys know, man, there are people out there and there are a lot of people who are relevant today with a lot of good information. Um, that's one reason that I love this show is that we get to have all different types of personalities on here. We're not a Republican radio station. We're not a Democratic radio station. We're more centrist. You know what I mean? But we lean a little bit right because, hey, that's just right to me. So And it's my show. So shout out to everybody out there that listened to the show, man. Shout out to everybody who came through, all the callers on this open mic night. And uh, next week we'll come right back, man. We got a, we got a special guest, uh, a, a, a heck of a capitalist who paved his own way, who, uh, who's done some wonderful things in the, in the world of entertainment. Uh, he actually worked for Jay-Z, Dame Dash, and the whole Rockefeller group. He's a director. He goes by the name CNJ. They call him Choke No Joke. Because he never chokes and he's no joke. So he'll be on the hair with us next week. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of questions to ask him. And, you know, we want to know how we started this business because we definitely support small business on this side. We support individual ideas and individualists, people who pave their way, people who work their butts off to achieve what they want and to achieve what they get. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll be an inspiration to somebody out there. He's got some good information and some great stories. And, uh, you know, we don't get into entertainment too much on this show. We don't we don't talk about a lot of nonsense on this show, but uh you know, we're going to bring CNJ on the show and uh he's got a lot to say, man. A lot of good things to say. So, until next week, man, I'm your host Pudgy. Appreciate you guys for listening to us. Shout out for all the people on the West Coast over there who listen to us live tonight up until the 10 o'clock hour on the East Coast and all the people in DC who will be listening to the broadcast Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next week, 8 p.m., same time, same place. Make sure you hit us up. Hey, Add us on Twitter. Y'all got it? At symbol NC Pudgy, at symbol KRP Radio Show. Don't be surprised at what you might see on there. Also, you got some clips on YouTube. That's youtube.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. And you can send us emails because we entertain those. And like I said before, we get a lot, a lot of emails. Right now, we're almost at 180,000. We've grown a lot, and, uh, you know, slowing down a little bit, it seems, but, you know, I'm getting a lot of commentary from people and a lot of feedback, and I love feedback. So, you know, until next week, hit us up. The email is krpradio at gmail.com or wmmg500 at gmail.com. We are out of here. Everybody who listened to the show came through. You are B-I-G in my book. One love. God bless. Next week, I holler.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.